1: Across
2: the Gulf South,
3: it's 7 a.m.
2: Time to wake up on Capital Community Media.
3: Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Wednesday morning. We're so glad to have you join us today, especially welcome new viewers on Catholic Life TV in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quivino and Johnny Abear. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Good
4: morning. <laughs> Wishing everybody a blessed uh, Ash Wednesday today.
3: Yes.
5: Indeed. It's upon us, isn't it? Ash Wednesday. Yes. Lent begins today. We enter the desert with our Lord and looking forward to celebrating a holy week, right? So let's, uh, in fact, let's call upon the Lord this morning to help us get, uh, you know, Lent started off on this Ash Wednesday. And as we do pray, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God of goodness and mercy, hear our prayer this morning as we begin this Lenten journey with you. Let us be honest with ourselves as we look into our hearts and souls, noticing the times we turn away from you. Guide us as we humbly seek to repent and return to your love. May humility guide all of our efforts to be reconciled with you and to live forever in your abundant grace. Transform us this Lent, O Lord. Give us the strength to commit ourselves to grow closer to you each day. And we do pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Well, we are looking forward to a great show today. We're going to learn more about the chair of St. Peter that is coming up in just a few minutes. That is our quote-unquote saint of the day, the chair of St. Peter. So I always love learning a little bit more about our saint of the day that's coming up in about 17 minutes. Well, we're going to start off with Johnny's Gospel Reflection. Stay tuned. Johnny always has some wonderful insights on today's readings. That's coming up in six minutes. But in 18 minutes, Crystalina Everett joins us as our first guest she's going to talk about her book called woman made new reflections on adversity transformation and healing in 35 minutes tammy hodson pillar joins us tammy's joined us on before she is a catholic life coach catholic author and she's going to be talking about her book called fasting for miracles a perfect time to talk about this with it being ash wednesday we're still trying to figure out what we're doing for lent for doing something a little bit extra, for giving up something, of course, we have fasting today. Fasting on Fridays during Lent. Tammy is a great person to talk to about this as well. And in 48 minutes, Debbie Shelley joins us. Debbie is the assistant editor of the Catholic Commentator, the official Catholic newspaper for the Diocese of Baton Rouge, and today she is going to be updating us of what you're going to be finding in this week's issue. So it's going to be a great show for you today. And Alicia, looking forward to your weather report. What do you have for us today? Well,
4: hold on to your hats y'all because the National Weather Service has issued a wind advisory for parts of southwest Mississippi, especially for the south shore, coastal Louisiana, and areas along west of I-55. The south winds of 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts up to 45 miles per hour are possible. So take extra care when you're traveling today. Secure those loose items. That wind advisory is from 9 a.m. this morning until 6 p.m. tonight. So there are also some of our listeners, there's a dense fog advisory this morning, in effect until 9 a.m., and that is about a quarter mile or less dense fog in some areas of Louisiana. That's southeast St. Tammany and southwestern St. Tammany Parishes in Mississippi uh, and a few counties there until 9 a.m. this morning. So be careful. Uh, Temperatures in the area, it's overcast and warm. That warming trend is continuing 71 in baton rouge 70 in new orleans 69 in ponchatoula and 67 in gulfport mississippi so stick around we have today's gospel and johnny aber's gospel reflection it's five minutes after the hour on wake up
6: blessed Ash Wednesday to you. I'm Father Chris Decker and today's gospel comes to us from Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said to his disciples, take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise you will have no recompense from your heavenly father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you.
5: Thank you, Father Chris Decker. Well, if you're waking up this morning, maybe you are, and you're getting, and you're saying, Oh my gosh, it's Ash Wednesday, and I'm not sure what I'm doing for Lent, you know? And of course, you're going to hear this many times today. What are you giving up, you know, for Lent? You know, so we thought we'd throw some ideas out this morning, talk about that, you know? Uh, and I think uh, since we're talking about simplifying things, it, maybe it's good to take that and, and shorten it to what are you giving for Lent, what am I giving for Lent? Right, because mm-hmm. unless uh, to do that first, then you know what you need to give up, uh, or to or to die. So let, let's walk through that. So as you know, the letter T, shape of the cross. So there's six T's, T's here that we thought we would talk about that we can give to the Lord over the next six weeks, and those six T's are thanks, table, treasure, time trust, and finally, your testimony. And, and the, the ease of this is how it builds up over the Holy Week, and you can customize this. Maybe only pick a few, go at your own pace, but its power in this is to connect it to the, the final uh, Holy Week, and we'll, we'll get there in a minute, but let's talk about each one of these things. Let's start off simple, for example. Start off simple with thanks, the first one. In this first week of Lent, easy thing, just think of three things that you're grateful for each day. And it could be simple things. It could be different things, same things, and maybe even write these things down. Just pick a time and tell the Lord of these three things you're grateful for, and keep this up the whole time of Lent. Just doing this is powerful wow. in itself. But to do that, though, you may have to give up something. That's complaining. <laughs> <Right>? Give up. <laughs> now, next one, powerful table. When you're ready, you know, by the ideally by the second week of Lent, start to tame your body through some type of daily fasting. And as you know. What that is is having one full meal, full meal along with two smaller meals, and those two smaller meals add up to a meal, and to give up, give up whatever's most unhealthy. You know, uh, so let's move on to treasure. Since we're saving money, you know, on meals, just save what we didn't spend. You know, set it aside, and at the end of Lent, give that money to a charity such as Catholic uh, charities, uh, the CRS Rice Bowl. So many great ministries out there for that. So you see how easy this uh, easy this is already. You know, we're doing this all anyway, and everything we have is from the Lord. So, That's and next time, now we're talking mid Lent here, and everything we've done so far can get us the grace to break through on spending more time in prayer. And and here's the ease of this: since we're already spending uh, a little time. Just listing three things we're grateful for. Just tack on another five minutes. Another five minutes to spend time with the Lord, either by reading the gospel of the day, uh, doing some type of daily prayer, or just sitting in silence. Start with five minutes, and then work your way up from there. Now we really get into the meat of this, and trust is the next one. Closer to Holy Week, and this is where real spiritual progress can begin. Uh, it's the point at which most of us will already start falling off you know, <laughs> the track Read this point. Huh. And it's profound, this trust. And here's the point, it's it, during this point, just immerse yourself in some point during Jesus's passion when he totally trusted in his Father and take that example into your own life and and this is where it can be powerful is to admit your fears and give to god whatever it is that's driving you to despair or anger but it's just out of your control but you want to control it Mm -hmm. lift that one person up or situation up to god and that's what you're giving up is control in that situation Mm -hmm. and finally testimony and this follows holy week actually is just tell others what your experience was like now, all that sounds like a good plan, you know, and everything like that. But God wants more. He really wants our heart. So, again, here's where we connect it to the power of Holy Week. So, for each one of these six steps, if we can connect these to something our Lord went through during his passion, death, and resurrection, this is, uh, takes this discipline at a whole level of love. That's the point. Of all this that we're doing so for example here's some suggestions where you may may make some some uh, for you but this should be your own so for thanks i might suggest read the entire psalm 22 which is what our lord spoke of on the cross when he said my god my god why have you forsaken me and you will see how this leads up to this beautiful prayer of victory and thanksgiving that the jews called the torah uh, the table, read and pray more on the events of Holy Thursday, the institution of the Eucharist, or read John chapter 6 closely again, or recall how Jesus didn't eat drink of the fourth cup until he was on the cross and said, it is now finished. Mm-hmm. Treasure, contemplate how the Lord gave maybe his greatest treasure, his mother, on the cross when he told John, behold your mother. Or focus on maybe when Judas is 30, 30- pieces of silver and repay that somehow and finally time be in the garden of gethsemane be with him in the dungeon that that holy thursday night when he's all alone and with trust pray upon jesus's last words when he did this and he said father into your hands i commend my spirit some point in which jesus you could see him totally trusting the father and finally on the testimony Uh, Recall, for example, when you want to tell others what happened, recall the, the Roman centurion who was there at the crucifixion and he saw what was going on in the heavens and the earthquake and he said, surely this was the Son of God. So here they are, you know, thanks, table, treasure, time, trusted testimony. Whatever we can do with any of that and let it build up to the Holy Week, I think it would be quite powerful and also to pray for each other as we all go through this. So just a suggestion, guys. Love just a it. suggestion. Well, you. yeah, St. Peter will help us too, right? That Saint of the Day, he's coming mm-hmm. up next. And then we're going to be joined by Crystalina Everett to talk about her book, Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation and Healing. It's quarter past the hour now on Wake Up on this Ash Wednesday.
1: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 22nd. Today we celebrate the chair of St. Peter the Apostle. Put another way, today we commemorate Christ's choosing of Peter to sit in his place as the earthly leader of the church, its first pope. Probably the best-known biblical text for today's feast is found in the 16th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, where Jesus describes Peter as the rock upon whom he will build his church— and promises him the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Peter has a unique status as the first disciple Jesus calls at the outset of his public ministry. Likewise, Peter is consistently named first among the 12 disciples. He witnessed Jesus transfigured and was asked to watch and pray with the Lord during the agony in the garden. Rushing to the empty tomb after the resurrection, John steps aside to allow Peter to enter before him. From early times, the chair or cathedra from which a bishop presided over his people became a symbol of his teaching authority. It was so for Peter as first bishop of Rome, and it remains so for the more than 260 popes who have followed him. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
3: It is 19 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Quibno and Johnny Bear. Our first guest today is Kristalina Everett. Kristalina is a Catholic author and speaker, and today she joins us to talk about her book called Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation, and Healing. Good morning, Kristalina. Thank you so much for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thank you for having me on this start of Lent, right? I know, and this is such a perfect topic. Before we get started, I have to say, the first time I heard of you (laughs) was in my high school theology of the body book. And you and your husband, I saw you guys speak at a Steubenville conference, gosh, way back in like 2009, 2010, I believe. (laughs) Um, So it is so amazing to be able to interview you today and talk about this wonderful book. So tell us a little bit about uh, this book that can actually get us started I think, to having a really good Lent. You know,
2: this book is an excellent companion for Lent for the purpose that you can just take it into adoration, sit in front of Jesus, and and do pretty much a chapter at a time and really just figure out and think about this one question. And all of Lent, all of us really should think about this one question. What is it that is keeping you from becoming the woman that God is calling you to be? And it's that simple because there's always something, there's something there that is holding us back. But if you can figure that out, you can face it, you can own it, you can heal it, then you can truly step into what God has created you for.
3: Absolutely. Crystalina, as women and some of us are mothers, we have so many things. Sometimes I wish we had six arms just so we could tackle all the things at the (laughs) same time. And I think we lose who we are truly because we're busy taking care of others and doing the daily tasks that we're supposed to be doing, whether we're homemakers or we're working uh, mothers, uh, career-driven, stay-at-home moms, whatever it is. We have a lot of stuff on our plate, so tell us a little bit about these powerful stories that we can find in your book.
2: All of these women are overcomers in their life, and they all have um, ministries that can actually help you as a tool to overcome if you've had an abortion, if you've been raped, if you are struggling um, with past sexual abuse, whatever it is. It truly covers the whole gamut. But I also wanted to get women that can help them and give them the kind of just weaponize women in their own healing process because it's just time, ladies. It is time to just step into what God is saying, speaking to you into your heart. And sometimes, yes, it is scary and overwhelming. But I think it's even more scary not listening to what God wants because I've experienced that too as well. And you just have to pick your heart.
3: Absolutely. I think we all have at one point in time maybe experienced that, whether it was for a short period of time or a long period of time. So you have um, 12 women who overcome these personal trials. Who are these women, and how did you go about getting their stories?
2: You know, one of the women is Mother Angelica, and that Mm -hmm. was just like, I couldn't believe it because I went to adoration, and I really just let God talk to my heart of what is it he, he, he wants of this book, And I wrote down just the different people that were coming to me in the moment, and then Mother Angelica was the very last one, and it was almost like this mic drop, but a pencil drop of shock in adoration of, how is that going to (laughs) happen? You know, but when there's a will, there's a way, and when God is behind you, anything can happen. And I listened to 300 hours of Mother Angelica's um, videos, some archive stuff, and God just allowed it, and there's two chapters from Mother Angelica, and she is a true overcomer, and I mean, out of all of the women, she came from divorce. She really came from such a messy background and a family that obviously was not perfect, and I really look look up to her just for even that and what she overcame in her life, and the fact she always said yes. She always was about doing God's will no matter how hard or scary or whatever was asked of her she always gave that yes and it was always one thing at a time and with all those little baby steps look at what she built look what she did look what she created and I still I feel she's still in heaven right now literally still setting the world on fire and if women become what they truly are supposed to be they can do the same things in their lives you never know what god is calling us to and all of these women um that god put on my heart that i asked to write this book they were all happy to say yes they were all incredibly vulnerable and they all have something to say to the different walks of life of women right now
3: I love it. And mother Angelica has such an incredible story along with, uh, these other women as well. But Crystalina, we hear the phrase feminine genius, tell our listeners a little bit more about exactly what that means and how can we as women truly live out our feminine genius.
2: You know, that term scares a lot of women, and they get overwhelmed, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not a theologian, so let's not go there, <laughs> but it's really simple, and the best ABC terms I think I could put it in for everyone, and that's how I operate, so that's why I talk like that, is because it's just stepping into the gifts that God gave you, and I think a lot of the times we overlook the gifts that God gave us, and that you have a purpose, you have a plan, you had a specific specific mission in mind when God put you on this earth and we're so lost I feel right now and so consumed in our worry and anxiety and the fear of what's going to happen next that we're losing sight that it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside right now but what matters most than anything is that we focus on what God is asking us to do on the inside and then go from there because if you can get an army of women right now that go through a huge healing process. You have an army of Catholic women that can change the world, and they've got God on their side, and all they have to do is what God is asking them to do, which is scary, and it's hard, Mm -hmm. and it's overwhelming, but at the same time, it's powerful, and they don't realize the protection and the strength and the power that waits for them there, and if we're operating out of God's will... That is true feminine genius because he, he's mm-hmm. going to let us know what we're supposed to be doing in our lives. Mm-hmm.
3: We just have to have Absolutely. the courage
2: to say yes to him.
3: Absolutely, I think you're speaking to a majority of women here. I love this one. So this book also shows us how to push back against Satan's self-talk lies and shatter them with the truth of God's word, Kristalina. I think from the beginning of uh, media outlets, magazines, whatever it is, especially social media these days, we're looking at these women with these filters, and we're saying to ourselves, "Oh my gosh, they're beautiful. Look at look at you know their hips. Look at their stomach size. Look at their <laughs> hair color, their nails. Like they are gorgeous." These are, you know, first of all, that's fake. Second of all, um, but we are made uniquely in God's image. How can we as women, whether we're overthinking or looking at these pictures, really um, be true to ourselves and push back on these lies that Satan is throwing at us? You know, every man, woman and child deals with that demonic
2: dialogue, I like to call it, because he's always going to beat us up with our insecurities and and we're not good enough. We're not lovable enough. You're not smart Mm -hmm. enough. And everyone deals with those in their own way and to the extent of their own woundedness. But Mm -hmm. we have to tell ourselves, Jesus, tell me the truth. And Emily Wilson Mm -hmm. once said that to me in an interview, because the devil cannot stand Jesus, and he cannot stand truth. And he will go, but then you can kind of sift through what's really your brokenness and what's really the devil beating you down, Right. But why is it so hard for us to also believe that God is going to counter what the devil is attacking us with, and he's also going to speak to us in our hearts, and we're so quick to blow that small, still voice off, when really, we need to just silence ourselves, and we really just have to take take time to listen. And people say, well, I don't hear God, Crystalina. I don't, I don't, I just don't understand how people are hearing it. What does he say? Like, they just don't get it or can wrap their minds around it, but... I would say to them, I don't believe you, because everybody knows right from wrong. Everybody knows if they should be doing something, dating somebody, being in that job right now, Mm -hmm. or even wearing something when they go out the door. You know, because before my conversion, I still heard God pursuing me in the midst of my sin and my brokenness. And no matter how many drugs or alcohol or disgusting clubs I would bury myself in, I still heard that small, still voice. So people do hear that, that voice of God, but at the same time, they don't want to listen. And they're stubborn, and we can be prideful because I was, but if they could just be courageous and just stop and just... Right now during this Lent, I would challenge you that if you can just listen to every prompting that God gives you in your heart, spend time in Eucharistic adoration. Make sure you're right with God. Go to confession. Start Lent off right, and give Jesus these next 40 days. Embrace it. Let go of the things he's asking to let go of and really embrace your relationship with Jesus. In the next 40 days, your entire life could change.
3: Amazing. And a perfect way to end this interview with you, Kristalina Everett. Uh, She is the author of of her book, Women Made New, Reflections on Adversity, Transformation and Healing. Crystalina, where can we pick up our coffee? You can go to EWTNRC.com or you can go to
2: Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's all over the place. And just know I will keep all of you women in my prayer and adoration.
3: Thank you so much, Kristalina, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. God bless you all. Absolutely. I did post Kristalina Everett's book link in the comment section for today's Facebook live video. If you're on Facebook, you can follow us at facebook.com and search Catholic community media. My goodness, real quick, you guys, uh, spring drive time is coming up March 6th through Friday, March 10th. So it's a whole week, Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. It's five days of our fundraiser to help continue to keep Catholic community media broadcasting, but Kristalina Everett, the first time I heard her conversion story was at a Steubenville conference and it just absolutely moved me. So she is so powerful. Maybe go on YouTube and kind of take a look at some of her videos. They will definitely inspire you today. All right. When we come back from the break, Tammy Hudson Piller, another powerful woman and speaker will talk to us about fasting for miracles. It is half past the hour on wake up.
5: Good morning to you on this Ash Wednesday. Yes, we begin our period of Lenten fasting and almsgiving and prayer this morning. And it is time for the truth. And we are so glad that you have tuned into the truth this morning. Remember to slow down fast and to fast slowly. Take your time for this period. And it's so appropriate then that we're joined by Tammy Hottenspiller to talk about her book, Fasting for Miracles. Good morning, Tammy.
7: Hey, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me this morning.
5: You bet. we know you're on Pacific Coast time, right? So we thank you for that sacrifice this morning. You're already sacrificing your Ash Wednesday this morning. Good to be with you.
7: Well, you know what? It's it's a joy to be with your listeners this morning. And uh, yes, I am in California, so the sun is still resting today. (laughs)
5: <laughs> ah, I got you, got you Well, you know, Tammy, in, in the gospel today Our Lord is telling us to give alms, to pray, and to fast So He obviously thinks it's important And our church thinks it's very quite important But uh, can it really uh, lead us to expect miracles, right? This is what your book focuses on, so tell us about that
7: Thank you, yes, the book is Fasting for a Miracle And I do believe that God still wants to give miracles You're familiar with the passage in Matthew 17 where the disciples came to Jesus and they were frustrated because they were not able to call out the demonic spirit from the boy. And when Jesus said, some things only happen by prayer and fasting. And I believe that there are some things in our life that we really need to get a breakthrough. Our miracle needs to be really just ushered through with prayer and with fasting coupled together. And you know, many of us make fasting a ritual Maybe something we do once a year or something we do for penance. but I believe that fasting is our prayer. I believe fasting is our breakthrough. For me, I just finished a 21-day fast, and I can tell you that when I really temper my flesh, when I say no to the desires of my flesh, and I say yes to the Spirit of God, I begin to build a relationship with God. I hear from heaven. I hear his heart, and I better know how to pray and to believe for my miracle, for my breakthrough. My marriage, my wavered child, my finances, my health, all of these things point us back to the kingdom and kingdom principles, which really is what I believe fasting is for.
5: Tammy, was this uh, something you always done? was there something in your life maybe that all of a sudden, wow, it, it, this worked for you and it continues to work. I'm just we're curious the why you know why you wrote the book, felt led by the Holy Spirit to yeah. write it.
7: Right. And honestly, I'm, I'm not Catholic, um, and yet fasting, to be honest, most, quote, Christian churches or evangelical churches or Protestant churches don't typically practice fasting, and I believe that's to our detriment. I believe the Bible is clear uh, in scriptures in the Old Testament and the New Testament. There's something about fasting. So for me, 10 years ago, I needed a breakthrough. I needed a miracle in my life, and I began to search scriptures, because I was an avid prayer walker, I'm, a, I'm an avid prayer warrior, and I realized what was missing from my life was fasting. And so I began fasting uh, 10 years ago regularly, and I can tell you I've seen miracles. I have seen more miracles than I can count. We have seen cancer gone. We have seen women that could not get pregnant get pregnant. We have seen prodigal children come home. I've seen miracles in my own life. So again, fasting is not out of guilt or ritual. It's not something just because the church calls us to a fast or it's on a calendar. Fast is a part of your heart. And what I'd like like to say is fasting is asking in faith. Fasting is asking in faith. So when we fast, we don't just say, oh, I'll be glad when this fast is over, or oh God, please see my fast like the Pharisees did. No, fasting is a very intimate, spiritual experience when you say no to your flesh and you say yes to god
5: wow we're talking with tammy hottenspiller and the book is fasting for miracles so, so tammy this is a 21 day uh step by step right you, you walk us through it can, can you kind of give us a yes. quick overview of this 21 day journey what to expect
7: yes you know what, and I'm a life coach, so I took the principles of a life coach, so I want to be your personal life coach through fasting. So there's 21 days laid out, a story of a miracle and a story of fasting, and then you walk through journal entries and questions and contemplations, and then also I have on my website fasting videos. So every morning I meet you, and I'm your fasting coach. I give you tools okay. and techniques, and we pray together over the over the. Uh, you know, over the video, and I walk with you for 21 consecutive days. You know, we see several fasts in the Bible. We see Esther did a three-day fast. We know Daniel did both a 10-day and a 21-day fast. Of course, we know Jesus and Moses did a 40-day fast. So there's nothing special about the number, per se. It's about what God wants you to do. And I do believe that there is something, though, about a 21-day or three-week fast There's something about that three-week number that helps us put new disciplines in our life. And one thing I like to say is if you can learn to temper your flesh with food, you can learn to temper your flesh with other things, with temptations, with things that the enemy brings your way. So literally, I believe Jesus knows we need to learn to temper our flesh and doing that with food. Actually, the word fast in the Bible in Greek means shut your mouth. And in Hebrew, it means no food. So it's a food fast. It's not an intermittent fast, uh, a physical fast. It's a spiritual fast that I believe Jesus wants us to enter
5: into. Mm. Tammy, you you mentioned some of these uh, miracles. They're really powerful ones. But I'm curious, uh, miracles, I I was kind of looking over the the book a little, uh, at least your description of it, and said that there are miracles that are happening that we don't even notice. How does this help us to, I guess, see? those miracles that we're just missing can you have any examples of that
7: yeah well you know we all know what miracle we want it could again be a wayward child it could be a marriage it could be finance so you know the miracle and i coach you and i say bring that miracle before god look at it see it say it know what you want it to look like answered begin to see it answered i walk you through what faith is so yes we are asking for Specific miracles. But to your point, I believe that we see miracles uh, every day happening around us. And, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, to not be ignorant that there are times that we entertain angels unaware. So I believe that there are manifestations of miracles happening, that we are walking miracles. So I believe we get to intercede through prayer. We can intercede on behalf of others, family members, and friends, and begin to join together. You know, one thing we have noticed during the pandemic that. The enemy really did bring isolation and separation and confusion and dissension and, and things on our earth that separated us. But I believe prayer and fasting can unify us that um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there are revivals springing up all over our country right now. We just got back from Asbury, Kentucky, where at that university, you know, they've gone now consistently with prayer and praise. And I believe that we want to see God move. I believe that we are, as the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians, that we are confessing our sin, we are humbling ourselves, we are repenting. When that happens, when the church repents and we turn back to God, we will see manifestations of miracles. We will see millions of miracles. But I do believe the discipline of fasting and prayer are the keys that the Bible teaches us to unlock the door to our
5: miracle. Yeah, in fact, I think you and uh, describe that the point here, what it leads us to, it is have a deep encounter with the Holy Spirit. And ah, uh, gosh, we do hope that that's is a movement that's uh, spreading across our country because we do, we do need the Lord more now more than ever. Well, well, Tammy, uh, awesome. where can people get a copy of the book? It is uh, Tammy Hottenspiller, and the book is Fasting for Miracles.
7: Yes, thank you so much. Of course, you can get it on Amazon or anywhere you buy books, Fasting for Miracles. Just remember, you are Fasting for Miracles. And then I'd love people to check out my website, which is my name, Tammy Hodson-Piller. That's T-A-M-M-Y-H-O-T-S-E-N-P-I-L-L-E-R. And that's where they can find the coaching videos. I actually, it's the second book I've done on fasting. The first book is called Fasting with God. And I took, walk you through 21 Hebrew names of God. So the videos are there, the resources are there, people can contact me. But I say, let's as a country unify, as churches unify. Let's fast, let's pray, let's see a revival in America.
5: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Tammy. Have a blessed Lent. Sounds like a good book for Thank Lent. You so you Thank you so having much. Appreciate you so much. You bet. Well, stay with us. Uh, Debbie Shelley is going to join us with the Catholic Commentator with ideas like how to have the best Lent ever. So stay with us. It's 15 till the top of the hour on Wake Up. Thank you for staying tuned to the truth.
4: Good morning. It is 48 minutes after the hour. You're listening to Catholic Community Media wake up special welcome to all of our viewers on catholic life tv in the diocese of baton rouge we're so happy you are with us this morning tuning your heart to the truth we're joined this morning by debbie shelley debbie is the assistant editor of the catholic commentator the official catholic newspaper of the diocese of baton rouge good morning shelley debbie sorry
0: good morning happy
4: Happy, happy ash wednesday to you it's wonderful to have you with mm-hmm. us to find out what will be in this weekend's edition of the catholic commentator in the diocese of baton rouge debbie today is a great day to start talking about the best lent ever you have an article about this
0: Yes, um, you know, many people think about Lent as that dusty, deserted time in the desert with Jesus, but um, it's also known as a spring cleaning for the soul. So how does one go about making this the best Lent ever? And, um, well, according to, um, you know, priests in our diocese and uh, Dana Dow, our um, director of evangelization and catechesis, it all starts in, in quiet time with the Lord, um, as um, Dana Dow said it all, it definitely starts with prayer, spending time in the Eucharistic Adoration Chapel. And, um, Father Tom Clark, pastor of the Knights Conception in Baton Rouge, um, said the questions I ask her Lord, what would you like me to do for Lent? What will make me a better person at this time in my life? And it goes beyond making Checklist and everything, but what will be good for your overall spiritual growth? And um, Dina offered um, a wonderful website called diobr.org forward slash Lent. You can find it through the diocesan website. It has many, many resources, including videos, podcasts, anything anything that has to do with Lent. It's on there. So, and the, the concluding note was, um, if you, you know, find yourself slipping, um, as as Dana wonderfully said, um, reboot. Don't get discouraged and start over. And just continue your walk with the Lord, and, and through that, you may find that, you know, you'll have that refreshment that, that leads to the best Lent ever.
4: That's wonderful. What a great reminder. You know, I think we all uh, focus on what we want to do for Lent, what we want to give away or give up or what we want to do for Lent. But really listening to the word of God, listening to uh, what our Lord is calling us to give out, what up, What a great reminder. That's in the article, the best Lent ever in uh, the new issue of the Catholic Commentator. Well, tell us about, there's an article about Save Our Treasures campaign. Tell us about this campaign, Debbie.
0: Well, yes. Um, as we know, St. Elizabeth Church in uh, Pankerboro and St. Jules in Belrose are both rich in history, connections throughout their years in history, but they're always showing also showing significant, you know, deterioration, mm-hmm. aging, um, especially as St. Um, Elizabeth celebrates its 120th anniversary, 125th wow. anniversary and St. Jules celebrates its 75th. Um, so, Pastor Tommy Thomas um, has started a Save Our Treasures campaign, and uh, the goal is to raise 2.5 million for St. Elizabeth. And one million for Saint Jules. And he said now it's time to make these places a beautiful wow. uh, place of worship. And um two thousand sixteen um assessment showed that Saint Jules needed repairs the stained glass windows and um, St. Elizabeth had beetle infestation, um oh, my goodness. wood plate had to replace wood, interior wood and the yeah. altar. So um, he's encouraging everyone to to join preserve these these gems in our yes. diocese. Um, wow! Through through this campaign, oh,
4: beautiful. And I'm sure that there's more information on how to how to give to this Save Our Treasure campaign. A very uh, worthwhile uh, effort, I'm certain. This last uh, Sunday at, at my home parish, St. Thomas More in Baton Rouge, we had representatives from CASA, that's court-appointed uh, special advocates, come. Uh, there's really a need for, for folks to volunteer for CASA. You have an article about that, Debbie.
0: Yes. Um, well, children, his, as uh, Dick and Wagsback point out, all children are a gift from God, mm. and um, particularly um, as a CASA volunteer, you are a, you know, a corner pointed. you advocate for the child mm-hmm. that is placed in foster care until a permanent home is found, and that young person, for that young person, mm-hmm. and the volunteers can drive the foster child, um, take them to dinner, whatever, different events or games, and there's... Um, special treatment, and um, as CO- uh, CASA volunteer Allison Trotzer pointed out, you are advocating for the child. Uh, when it comes out, you, you make reports, and when it comes out in your report is what is best for the child. Judges will hear what everyone has to say and then ask the CASA representative to state his or her opinion. and um, so yes. for anyone interested in um knowing more you can visit casabr.org okay
4: great and we've had Um, some some representatives from casa on wake up in the past Uh, it's a wonderful organization and these children really need those advocates uh, someone to listen to them to hear them and make sure that they are heard so great organization be sure and check out that article in this uh upcoming issue of the catholic commentator so you know people who have uh, children who are ill sometimes travel far to come to uh, the local children's hospital and in baton rouge it's our lady of the lake and i understand that they're breaking ground on a family support home a home for parents to stay or families to stay while their children are having uh different different medical uh, procedures tell us about about this effort with hogs for a cause um
0: yes they broke ground february 14th and um as you mentioned that um the family support home will uh, you know, serve on-campus housing for families, and um, this uh, with, it's within walking distance from the hospital's campus, and it'll have 12 suites, a communal dining lounge, a guest kitchen, a laundry area, and other amenities, and um, so this home will bring a positive and calming environment to help patients and their families, and homes for a cause, they, they raise funds for um, advocating for parents and families, helping, assisting them, and um, specifically for um, children, uh, the Children's Hospital here, um, through festival proceeds with local fundraising efforts, Hawks for Cause has pledged $2.25 towards wow. the construction of the family support nice. home at Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital. Wow, that's
4: um, wonderful. And if,
0: and uh, if you'd like to know more about that, you can visit Our Lady of the Lake Children's Hospital uh, website at ololchildrens.org. Mm-hmm. If you want to know more about Hogs for a Cause, it's HongsfortheCause.com.
4: Wonderful. We've been visiting with Debbie Shelley. She is the assistant editor of the Catholic Commentator, the official Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Thanks for joining us this morning, Debbie. You can find a copy at retail outlets in the back of churches in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. You can also visit news.diobr.org to read those articles and so much more in the current issue of the Catholic Commentator. Sounds like some great articles, right, Johnny?
5: You bet, you bet. Well, let's uh, let's go out in prayer on this Ash Wednesday. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, O oh, gracious God, t- today begins a period of inner reflection and examination. The days of Lent stretch before us and invite us inward to that silent, holy place where your Spirit waits for us. Lord, I help us to open our souls to you. Let your loving kindness seep into every aspect of our being until we are truly one, just as you and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father Amen. and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. Have a wonderful Ash Wednesday. God bless.
1: Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.